Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Now playing only in theaters. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is gonna be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your life sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. There's plenty to celebrate in March. And ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toladano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast, and this is the best of the Stickmen Podcast Volume 1. The first ever best of the Stickmen Talk Volume 1. What can I say? Being part of the Stickman culture, a.k.a. a coxman, has taken on a life of its own. We have been breaking it down from day one. Stories about Derek Jeter. Which leads us into a beautiful story about Burgess Meredith and the great Sylvester Stallone, which is the origins of anything that has to do with Stickman. From me, you're about to listen to the best of the Stickman Podcast, Volume 1. All right, here's something to chew on, okay? Many recent studies suggest that having good oral health impacts your overall health. Everybody should be conscious of taking care of their teeth, and everybody should be conscious of having bad breath. Introducing Quip, Q-U-I-P, the new company that's refreshing the way people brush their teeth. Quip is an electric toothbrush that packs premium vibration and timer features into an ultra-slim design that's half the cost of bulkier brushes. But don't just believe me. You have to see it and brush with it for yourself. You can even subscribe to receive new brush heads 
on a dentist recommended three month plan for just $5, including free shipping. Quip is backed by leading dentists and was named one of Time Magazine's best inventions of 2016. That's a big fucking deal. That is a big deal. They won 2016 GQ Magazine Grooming Award and made it on Oprah's list of 2017 New Year's O's. Well, Quip made it. Look, we don't sell you any whack stuff at the Iron Rap Poor Stereo Podcast. You want to have a good time? Well, you better have good breath. Quip starts at just $25. Bucks. Go to get. Quip, G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash I am Rappaport to get your first refill pack for free with a Quip electronic toothbrush. Getquip.com slash I am Rappaport. It'll be love at first brush. You want to talk about a guy whose fuck game is insane? Derek Jeter is... Listen. Yo, he did it. He is he he is the best motherfucker. He's the best of all time. Yo, I, he I never I, got no baby mama shit. And Derek all Jeter that. has no baby mamas. He's gotten he didn't he didn't get married. I'm not condoning marriage. He but he it, he knew I cannot get married while I'm playing for the Yankees. He knew he was gonna be sugar dicking too many pieces mm-hmm. around town. The Upper East Side, the West Side, the Lower the Lower East Side, Soho, Tribeca, Jersey, Connecticut. He knew Miami. Derek Jeter was and and the beauty about what happened with Derek Jeter's. He, when he first came, it wasn't the cell phone age. So when he first got here 20-something years ago, he was putting it down. And what we mean, people, if you're like, what the fuck are they talking about? We're saying Derek Jeter is a coxman. Derek Jeter is a stick man. The same way Sylvester Stallone told me that Burgess Meredith, who played Mickey in the Rocky films, he said... You know he was one of the great stickmans of all time, right? I was like, <laughs> he said that about Burgess Meredith. What? Burgess Meredith was a stickman in his day. His words, Stallone's words. He said, Burgess Meredith, you know he was one of the great stickmans. When I was doing Copland, Damn, he said that to that's me. That's a nice story, man. That's a nice story. Sylvester Stallone told me that, Burgess Meredith. So we're saying like that. And you're like, well, that's a weird one to bring up. I'm saying, yo, you don't know who's doing it. But some of the famous stickmen... Warren Beatty, mm. George Clooney, Jack, Jack Nicholson, notorious stick man, uh, Jim Brown, mm. Slaughter. Yo, who else are some of the notorious stick men? Man, men who were single or at least lived the single life, and 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 sort of like Derek Jeter is probably the best because New York Yankees. He's a winner, the best. looks the part, yep. acts the part, genuine. And and his his record with the ladies, yo, Derek Jeter is, never got in no shit. Never you know got how hard no tra- that is. Do you know how hard <laughs> it is to not get in any shit? <laughs> but he did come up in the era where there was no cell phones. Like if TMZ existed now, when when if TMZ existed when Derek Jeter first came into the Major League Baseball, things might not have worked out his way. You you know who is is the number one stick man in Hollywood, right? I do not know, sir. Leo DiCaprio. Oh, yeah, he bagged 20. He left with 20, bro. He has it figured out. The real reason, I'm going back to Jeter, the real reason why Leonardo DiCaprio is the way he is with women and the real reason why Derek Jeter was able to do what he did 
and probably will continue to do, is they're good dudes. Leonardo DiCaprio, you'll be hard-pressed to find somebody has something bad to say about him. Wow. Good, good dude. Treat people well. Treat people yeah. well. Yeah. Donates a lot of money. Yeah. Just has never changed. Got a, just a, a quality, but he takes himself serious, but not too serious. And just has that, that balance of that. And, 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 and he's obviously a great actor. He's aging well. He looks good. His acting improves. He worked with great people. But at, the only way he could stay out of shit for that long, being as famous as Leonardo DiCaprio, a single dude, got to be well-liked. Just got to be a good person. Because yep. if, if, you're not, if you're not a good person, trust me, they're going to fucking oh, come. Oh, that's going to come out. They're going to fucking get you. I am Rappaport Podcast. I wanted to I wanted to give a shout out to Peter O'Toole, who who's just releasing uh, the great actor Peter O'Toole, who's just releasing uh, a uh, a biography. You know I, I don't know Lawrence of Arabia. I mean there's so many so many films, but Peter O'Toole I didn't know this about him because you know he came off kind of a feminine because you know his British accent and he was sort of hoity toity toity. But Peter O'Toole apparently during his run in Hollywood. Uh, it was a great stickman. Uh, another, another acclaimed stickman. I did not know this, but he, he he said in his in his autobiography that he slept with over a thousand of 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 Hollywood's finest actresses at the time. We're talking about you know women like Audrey Audrey Hep, Hepburn and you know Jane Mansfield and Diana Doors and I mean and you know and uh, he took shot at uh, a lot of them. He took a shot at uh, Elizabeth Taylor and like. This guy was a real stick man, and uh, you know he did it with class and he did it with dignity. And uh, he went after Elizabeth Taylor, and I don't know if he got her. And I think she said he was a pig, but I mean this guy was really going after it. So I'm looking forward to reading reading his book. He was, you know, one of the great actors uh, of, of his generation, and so unique and and so uh, like a one of a kind actor. So I wanted to give a I Am Rapport podcast shout out to to Peter O'Toole as being you know like uh, you know an acclaimed stick man. I mean, this guy was really, really putting it down. He's bang, he was with, he slept with uh, like a thousand of, of Hollywood's uh, finest. I am the thing that's crazy about Prince is that, you know, that, that I want to talk about and, and celebrate is, is not just the man and the music, but it's, we lost a great American stick man. Oh, yeah. Truly Truly one of a kind coxman. Mm. Aside from Maybe everything, one of I mean, I mean that that's I, up for discussion. He he may be one of the best of all time, and he he's definitely in top five. When you think about top five coxman of all time, you could throw around names like Jack Nicholson, of course, uh, the great Derek Jeter, a consummate stick man. Uh, he did it for years and years and years in New York. Uh, of course, we 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 bow down to Leonardo DiCaprio, fantastic coxman. Um, we 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 we've identified Burgess Meredith, mm-hmm. uh, the great Burgess Meredith, actor who played Mickey uh, in in all the the Rocky movies. Uh, uh, one of the more under the radar coxman, great stick man of of his era. Um, I mean, there's so many we could point out. Matt Dillon, fantastic stick man in the 80s and the 90s. Under the radar, they called him the stealth attacker. He Ooh. was very, very much under the radar uh, on the cover of magazines since he was a, he was a teenager. I, I believe his 18th birthday was celebrated at Studio 54. God only knows went down, what Man. went down there. Um, 
You know, and there's many, many, many others. Um, I got Prince as number one. Well, I mean, th- because th- th- he he dressed as a woman, and he got <laughs> all those women. Well, he was no one else did that, right? That's a good point. That's a good point. And, and he was, you know, the thing about when I think about Prince uh, as a stick man, as a consummate stick man, is he was he was out of the game. You know, full, full, full fledged. Recently, you know, he, he was uh, more into his his religion and focusing on his music, but it, he was always still relevant as a coxman, always a force to be reckoned with. You, you never yeah. knew when he would dip his toe back into the water. You it's never when knew he come, when he would come to the game with a, the baddest one you ever seen. Right? You, 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 you right. never saw him out with his homeboys, and and I'm sure he had homeboys. But when he showed right. up in public, it was always with a dime piece. Oh, I mean, he unearthed. Men feared this and 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 respected this. Uh, it's a very, very, a very. Uh, uh, it's not a secret. They feared his power and his prowess as an unbiased. An incomparable stick man. Yeah. Uh, definitely one of the best of all time. The stamina and the staying power, the quality, the quantity. Uh, yeah. For years, from the late 70s through the 80s, through the 90s, through the day he passed, God bless this guy. He was always, always laying some purple pipe and unfolding the purple loaf. Mm-hmm. And 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 you know, just man, what a loss to to, to music, and, and I'm sure to his family and friends. And rest in peace, Prince. You your your music and your influence and your skill set, your 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 talent uh, is, yeah. is going to be missed. You know, you yeah. brought the funk, he brought the noise, and he brought some of the baddest chicks to the party, and 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 he's going to be missed. Yes. Uh, so, uh, you know, we don't need to discuss all the hits and all the music. Uh, we wanted to celebrate the stick man, the consummate stick man. Uh, My number one. He's your number one. I'm not going to argue with that. I'm not going to argue. like a woman. Yeah, I'm not going to argue with that. He, he was fantastic. You know, I saw him perform once in a small venue. It was at this place in Hollywood called the Roosevelt Hotel. It was one of these small concerts. It was one of these private concerts. It couldn't have been more than 500 people in the room. It was a room. Mm. And he got up there and he, t- first of all, it started like four in the morning, which yeah. is so past what I'm, I'm, I'm capable of doing. But I was like, I got to see this shit. And I remember like Eve was in there. It was just, it was just like a, a bunch of people. And at one point and he's doing all like, he was just, you know, going off the dome piece. He, he was, he was doing songs I never heard of doing covers of songs, doing, you know, Damn. some of the hits. And at one point, he he, because he would go through, go up to people, and like while he was performing, he would like come off this small stage. And I'm saying like a small stage, like it was a small stage. He'd come off the small stage and play right in front of you. And at one point, he literally came in front of me, where I didn't even have to stretch my arms out. I could have literally, with my arms half reached out in front of me, taken the guitar out of his hand. And he was wow. playing that shit, and I made eye contact with him, and I I was literally like panting. Like a girl, like I can you because of the because of the star power, because of of the talent, like the way he had that guitar in his hand, it, it, it was like it was like that shit was one with his body. I am Rappaport Podcast. 
I'm, I'm calling up a, a friend of the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast, someone who knows baseball way, way better than I do, someone who loves the Yankees through and through, someone who covered Jeter through his retirement, um, Mr. Ryan Rucco, uh, also does NBA broadcasting, but he does the Yankees, he loves doing it. Um, I know it's like a dream come true for him to have covered Jeter through his retirement. Uh, so we're going to call him and talk to him about the loss of one of the consummate stickmen of all time, Derek Jeter, who's uh, finally hanging up his uh, his cleats. Hello. Ryan, how are you? This is Michael Rappaport calling from the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. How are you, my friend? Oh, I am well. How are you, my friend? I'm good. I'm good. Um you, no, no need to put on the cheery voice. I, I, I know it's been a hard weekend. Um, you know, we could just get right to it. Uh, this is Ryan Rucco. Um, feel free to let the emotions, you know, be, you could be honest and truthful. I know it's, it, I, I just was articulating the loss, uh, the career of, of Derek Jeter, uh, one of the, one of the great, Great stickman in, 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 in the history of not just New York, worldwide. Um, I know you you were there to cover Derek Jeter's retirement, and, and, and I'm bringing you in because everybody knows I'm not a big baseball fan, and, and I know that you love the Yankees through and through. You love baseball through and through. And just, just talk to me about, about uh, Jeter and, and, and what he accomplished uh, during his run in New York. Well, I mean... Mike, when, when you talk about a, a true player who got the most out of his tools, yep. when you talk about you, you talk about a, a guy who never took a day or a night off, mm-hmm. I mean, I would say in his prime, he would go from first to home as fast as anyone as I've ever seen. Wow, there are very few people we have ever seen make contact as consistently mm-hmm. as Derek Jeter. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you talk about a bat that gets bronzed and enshrined mm. immediately mm-hmm. because this was a guy who, no matter what the stakes are, mm. no matter what the circumstances were, no matter how many people were watching, and look, he had a lot of people watching yep. very often. Yep. He would always come through and always bring his best bat. And I think that that's something that, you know, we we just we don't see that often. We may never see again in this city. Wow, um, that's well put, right? Uh, um, I know it's been an emotional time for me, and, and, and it's, it's been for everybody in New York. Uh, what, what you said made a lot of sense. I mean, the guy never took a day and nope. a night off, for that matter, and and he did it with class. Um, it, you'd be hard pressed to find anyone. That has anything bad to say about Derek Jeter? Um, he was respected and yet feared in this area, um, and 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 just laid down so much foundation, laid so much pipe, the piping and the foundation of everything. Here's the um, thing, Mike. Here's the thing that I think people don't realize. He also did it with great confidence. I mean, there was never a challenge that he thought. He couldn't meet. Nope. There, there was never, never a field he stepped on where he thought he wasn't the best player, mm-hmm. and he knew that anyone who was going to get to be on his team was lucky to have him there. And they were going to remember that experience yep. of what it was like to be amongst Derek Jeter. And I think he took pride in making sure 
that anyone who ever came across him left thinking, wow, I'm not sure I'm ever going to see anyone as good as that guy. Wow, Ryan. I, I, I got I to gotta tell you, I'm getting choked up thinking about it. Um, listen, I... I um, <clears throat> Sorry, I can just say, uh, you know, it, it's the end of an no, era. I'm saying, it's, a, it's emotional because we don't see the greats like this that often. No, no. And you know what I was thinking, Brian? You know what I was thinking? He came along in the pre-internet age. You know, but but before the selfies, uh, uh, yep. uh, the, 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 the Twitters, the Snapchats, he was doing it all. Before that time, you know, so he was able to it's like you had to be there in person and that one on one interaction is what is what is what the people around Jeter. I think they're going to really cherish. Does that make sense to you? Makes total sense, because who knows if he would have been able to go on a run like he did. No. And have the career that he had. He wouldn't. if, If he would have been bogged down by the distractions of today. Instead, what you saw was a guy who was always focused, who yep. knew, you know, on any on any given day, he had a certain target and a certain goal, and, and boom. he was going to achieve that. And he was going to achieve the goal, and he was going to knock that fucking goal down. Excuse my cursing. Yeah, I mean, it's emotional. I, I get it. Look, this this he, he was a guy who, I mean, he'd go from first to third before you blink. Boom. And... He, and and when you needed when you needed to score, you knew Derek Jeter was going to come through for you. Focus there every night, no distractions. And and he and, was just and, and going he, to bring it. And you know baseball better than me, but nobody would jump on home plate quite like the way Derek Jeter would jump on home plate. Do you know oh, what I'm saying? When he made it bumping. to home plate, yeah. he jumped all yeah. over home plate. You know what I mean? Like the yeah, celebration. I mean, the appreciation yes, exactly. of being there, but he also did it quietly and classy. Not not many yes. people could say they've done that. You know, you'd see him, you'd see him begin uh, his, his his trot, if you will, yep. or, or, or his trip around the bases. And there was an understated nature to the way he get to first. Yep. And you know the way he slide yep. into second. Yep. And even make his way to third. Yep. But when he got home, you'd see that that slight release of emotion <sighs> where he knew. It, it, yeah, he was going to do it without the same histrionics as someone else. Yep. But there was going to be that that subtle fist pump. Yep. That little that little smirk, like yeah, I did it again. I and I, I, I made it though, there once again. Yes, because even though he had been there before, and you know, and he had been there several times. Oh, he kept coming time, back. He, he and and he didn't stop, and he knew that there was that that smile that said like yeah, like I I've been here, I've covered this terrain before. But guess what? It's still a pretty good accomplishment. And I'm going to take a moment just to let you know I'm proud of the work that I've done here. And, and, and you know it's another thing in this day and age of ceremonies and people celebrating every time they, 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 they do a dunk and the chest thumping. He always seemed like he had been there before. Like he, he, he never yeah. acted like it was the first time. It's like every time he got to home plate, every time he took that ass home, it was always done with class, and it was and it was done with dignity, and it was never like this is the first time I'm doing it. There was no chest thumping. It was quiet. No, it was classy, and and and, and it was a routine. It's almost like he's been a champion since high school. Mike. Wow! Like he, like he, he learned how to you. win at such an early age yep. that he didn't know how to lose yep. for the rest of his life. I mean, and and that's almost. 
that's almost what's shocking about him achieving this incredible career and now walking away from mm. it is you, you think about those trips around the bases mm. and how many different times. Many, many and, times. You know, I mean, many, yeah, many, many, many times. times. We, we saw him smile stepping on home plate. Yep. And the thought of, of not getting to see him out there every single night, mm-hmm. doing his thing, yep. swinging away. I mean, <laughs> this guy was a free swinger. Yep. You know, I mean, people... People, people thought he was he he was patient. You know, hold on a second now. You know, Derek Jeter was a great many things. He wasn't out there being patient. This was a guy who swung away, and the thought of of having to deal in a world where you know we're not watching Jeter swing away anymore. Yeah, Mike, that's a little. It, that that's sort of like you feel the universe shift on its axis, especially in our city. Shit, man. And, and, and you know, again, this is this is you know baseball better than me. So so we're yeah. talking about a guy who would swing his bat, and he was swinging yeah. for the fences all the time. I mean, you know, you oh. talk about like like I mean, he you wouldn't I wouldn't say he's a home run hitter, but in a way, he was sort of a home run hitter. And I think the thing is when you talk about him being a home run hitter, Mike, yep. I know what you're saying. And some people who know the game, uh, like I know the game, would say, hold on a second. You know, Derek Jeter was not necessarily a home run hitter. But here's why he Argue was. the point. Because there, Break it down. Because there was, there was no challenge that he couldn't touch all the bases yep. up. You know, there was, there was no challenge he met where he said, today I'm overmatched. Yep. I'm going to be lucky to flick a single into right field. That's, no. that's not the way he operates. No. Yeah, sure. Derek Jeter had a lot of singles and doubles, but that was just because he was choosing his home runs for the spots and the places that he wanted them. But he knew there was no one who could keep him from that if he really wanted. You think about some of his biggest moments against some of the top competition yes. you could ever dream of. Yes. He came through with home runs. Yes. Not just singles, not just doubles, big time home run yes and that is a part of a part of his game a part of his run his legacy that maybe people don't realize that this guy Mm. was always coming through touching every base Mm -hmm. he needed to whenever he really wanted Mm. to and Mm. he and and, and basically throughout his entire career and and he did it on the road he did it at home he did it like he was he you know i Worldwide, really, pretty much. Yeah, that that see now that's a key point. Is you know some people they only know how to bring out their bat at home. Mm-hmm. This was a guy who no. took his stick on the road as well. Absolutely, you know, it didn't it, it didn't matter how much noise there were. No, it didn't matter. It didn't matter if all of a sudden there were some unfamiliar you know faces in the crowd. No. He he knew when when he got in the box. Yep, he was bringing that golden bat with him, mm. and he was going to hit just as well on the road as he did at home. And he didn't care if he was getting booed or cheered. He was going to perform, and he was going to perform well. Perform. All right, listen, this this has been fantastic, Uh, Ryan Rucco. uh, Emotional. Um, Yeah, it's tough. And, you know, Mike, I'm just glad. I know sometimes, like, you, you know, this is the one sport you struggle with, so I'm just glad that you know when you have a need mm-hmm. you know on the diamond yes I, I'm, I'm always happy to fill you in about the nuances of this game i i can't tell you how much i appreciate it ruko um your insight your love of the game uh you, your, your knowledge of the bat your knowledge of the stick and and just your 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 understanding of Derek jeter's career I am Podcast. what was i saying 
Oh, about, oh, it's about the first time I got drunk. So anyway, so the late, great Ted Demi, who directed that film, who passed away, um, you know, we were doing a night shoot with fake snow. Uh, they're, 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 they had these, these snow machines, and it was sort of like, it was like chopped up plastic. It'd be like if you put, you know, because thousands of plastic bags, and you chop them up, and, and it was like these little sort of plastic particles. So those guys were having a couple of drinks in, in between shots, light, light stuff. But uh, um, Jameson, I think... <laughs> If I, I don't know. I, honestly, I, I swear I had never drank before. So, so one you night... Had, in, oh, you had some of that good Irish whiskey. Yeah, because he's got Matt Dillon, consummate stick man, by the way. Yes. There he go. So they were, they were all like, you know, have a shot, have a shot. I was like, fuck it, I'll have a shot. I'm in here with Matt Dillon, one of my, one of my favorite actors. Timothy Hutton, who, by the way, on the low, great stick man. <laughs> What? Oh, fantastic. First of all, he won an Oscar when he was like 19 for ordinary people. Damn. So you got to be a stick man. Oh, he was fantastic. He had the, the, the baby blue Irish eyes. And on the set, here's the deal. On the set, you know, you know you're thinking like, oh, well, who's going to try to go? Matt, Uma Thurman was, was single. One day, one day, this is the truth, and I'm not spilling any gossip because it was out in the open. One day I'm walking, th- and I was always like, at the time, now I'm sort of more used to being around people, uh, uh, celebrities. But like Matt Dillon and Timothy Hutton and Uma, like I was like, you know, I knew I belonged there and I was a professional. But there was always a part of me that was, especially when we were off set, where I was like, oh shit, I'm doing a movie with, with these people. Like I, I, I had that feeling about me. Excuse me. Anyway, so I remember walking by the trailer one day, and, and I see, like, Timothy Hutton and, and Uma Thurman, like, you know, not full-on making out, but, like, kissing. And I was like, I felt like I was walking into my parents' room and seeing something I shouldn't have seen. And I was like, you know, I was going over there to bullshit around, and I w- opened the door, and they're oh. like, kissing. I was like, oh, shit, I walk I'm a grown man. Damn, you saw that. So then they started dating. It was a public... Yeah, I saw it. It, was, it. it wasn't anything, like, sexual or provocative, but I was like, right, oh, right. shit, they're together. Did you hear about this? I believe it's true. Because I've heard uh, that before she settled down, that uh, she, 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 was, she was out and about. But uh, the nature boy... Oh, yeah, I heard this. The nature boy, Ric Flair... Former wrestler, wrestling legend, he's known as the Nature Boy, said that after Halle Berry was divorced from David Justice, who apparently smacked the hearing out of Halle Berry, and I don't make any joke about that, not with hitting girls in any way, Word. shape, or form, but she said that he, 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 she, this would allegedly, he had smacked the hearing out of her. Isn't that what she said? Yeah. That's not OJ. But the Nature Boy, he said that he uh he and Halle Berry, the, the the wonderful, gorgeous, iconic Halle Berry, uh they he uh they freaked off. Oh. Woo! My Woo! boy Rick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh uh you know, apparently one of the the new kids on the block also uh Took her for a little dip in the pond, too, uh, back Damn. in the days, too. Hey, but listen, we've all, that doesn't mean anything bad. I'm just saying that. No. You, you, the thing is, is that it's just weird taste. Like the Nature Boy, Ric Flair. Why couldn't you get like Tony Atlas? Let him get a taste. Or Jimmy Snooker. 
but but I guess she she's a little she's a little eccentric. You know, she likes the nature boy, so she she went with the nature boy. Damn, Ric Flair hit that. That's 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 good. She got a lot. Of, she had she she's been around the block a lot, man. That, so. Yo, I got I got to tell. I kind of like Halle Berry even more. Not that I ever didn't like her, but I like her even more. The fact that she she fucked around with the nature boy. Woo! Word. <laughs> I am Rappaport Podcast. But the question is, can a stick man stick? Hussein Bolt, Olympic beast. I don't think he's ever lost a race. Again, we don't fact check. Now, I know he's lost, but he barely ever loses. And he beats people's ass in the 100-meter dash. And, and, and he makes it look effortless time and time again. He's a national hero. Uh, a worldwide hero, a worldwide Olympic champion, track and field. You know who Hussein Bolt is. I don't need to give his resume. After he won the 200-meter gold medal again in this past 2016 Summer Olympics, pictures were posted of him with a young lady in Brazil. The lady's actual name is J.D. The lady's name was J.D., She's Brazilian. I don't know. Maybe that's a common name. That could be like Mary here in the United States. I have no problem with her name, J.D. But there was pictures of him and the girl laying in bed. It looks like post-coital. Like they freaked off. And, and then towards the end, she was like, yo, can I get a pic? He, he's alive. He, he's awake in the pictures. He's smiling. She didn't sneak the pictures in there. Although one looks like she might have snuck it behind his back, but I don't see how you could have a phone and be freaking off. Anyway, the, the question that I'm asking is, can a stick man stick? Listen, the newspapers were saying, well, Bolt has been dating uh, some 26-year-old fashionista named I don't know what, uh, or from, from, from also Jamaican, beautiful girl. Um, and and, and, and for, for, first of all, first of all, yo, mind your fucking business. All the newspapers, all the gossip sites, all of you, mind your business. Let the stick man stick. If I was married, okay, and I was Hussein Bolt, and I just won, I don't know, again, is it his ninth gold medal, 10th, fucking 7th, who knows, but I just ran 200 meters faster than anyone's ever ran 200 meters and made the shit look so easy, of course, and I, ho- I hate to be offensive to the women, but I'm going to just keep it 100% here. If your man is a 200-meter gold medalist, he's fucking something, okay? He's fucking something the night that he won the gold medal. You could take your vows. You could say, I sound like a pig. I am telling you, women, if you were married to an Olympic champion, rest assured, he is tapping some ass the night he won the gold medal, especially if he is in Brazil. I am not a big porno person. That's not my thing. But every now and then, you know, you check it out. I used to check it out more than I did now. But isn't this never my big thing? I was never like there was never like addicted to it. I was never like a porno connoisseur. But but at one point I did have like I'd say about six or seven go to porno DVDs, and they were all Brazilian porn because the chicks in the Brazilian pornos are J-Lo status, and they are in there freaking off. They are in there getting busy. So I imagine that, I mean, Brazil is is famous for for having beautiful women. 
They're famous for having beautiful women. There's a town in Brazil, small town, not Rio. I, I can't remember the name of it. Uh, uh, that has pound for pound the most supermodels in the world. Look it up. Look on New York Times video, Brazil, most beautiful women in the world. Now, I'm not a supermodel guy. I don't like them built like that. I like a little meat on my bones. So this video on the New York Times that they did on pound for pound, the most supermodels that come out of this little town in Brazil. Can't remember the name. I'd probably butcher the pronunciation. So you're better off just looking it up. Look it up. Okay. But just the women that I've seen in, 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 in the no-nos, I call them no-nos, just the women I've seen in the Brazilian no-nos are ridiculous. They're fucking sensational. All-star game quality. All of them doing godforsaken things. Uh, but, they're, but they're unbelievable. And they're talking that Portuguese shit. So, so just imagine a girl. I'm just going to keep referencing J-Lo because that's the picture. Imagine J-Lo. Fat asses. And I, and I say fat meaning fat, not fat meaning fat. Like how Run DMC said, bad meaning bad, not bad meaning good. No, they said bad meaning good, not bad meaning bad. Or I don't fucking know. You know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about fat like J-Lo, like fat, like fat. Like, because, you know, everyone's like, hey, you're talking about fat. And I ain't talking about you, Okay. Tubby, I'm talking about fat ass like J-Lo, beautiful, curvy, voluptuous, Pablo Picasso drawing type shit, fat asses, okay, the kind, of, the kind of asses that the Kardashians pay thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to get, okay, and to, 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 to like, they, they go in and get, like, oil changes on them, okay, you know how, like, you take your car to get a uh, oil change, the Kardashians, they do that on their asses to, to maintain them. What is it called? A checkup. You go to the dentist every six months to get your teeth cleaned. Uh, you get your prostate checked. The Kardashians do that on their asses probably every four months. Tune-up. Fucking tune-up like Jiffy Lube. If I'm Hussein Bolt, I am going to freak off lovely every single time I get a gold medal. And the fact that the, 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 the media... And these little gossip sites. Some guy named Brian Lizzie. I saw it. A guy named Brian Lizzie. L-I-S-I. From the New York Daily News. I'm going to tell you something, Brian Lizzie. You are a player hater. Of course Hussein Bolt is out there with a 20-year-old Rio student. And, and he said it, it appears to suggest the Olympian allegedly cheated on his girlfriend. First of all, mind your fucking business, Brian Lizzie. Let the stick man stick, okay? All the Olympic athletes. Yo, if you're married and you choose not to freak off, that's fantastic, okay? That is fantastic, and that is, that, that's your choice too. And I support that. Married men shouldn't cheat. We're not even talking about a married man. We're talking about Hussein Bolt. He's not married. His girlfriend has to know. Yeah, he won the Olympic medal. I'm not out there. I'm just surprised that the pictures of Hussein Bolt were just one chick. He shouldn't have been in the bed with a, with a, with a, with a, with a galley of chicks. If I'm Hussein Bolt, I'm saying to you, you really, I don't even know if I should be referring to as a stick man. Because the fact that you're only in there with one girl, that to me was shocking. You should have a chick for every gold medal that you've ever won. At the end of your final Olympics, you should, it should be a fuck. you should be on some... I've made my point. 
My point is, is that can a stick man stick? That's the question. Brian Lizzie from the New York Daily News, mind your fucking business. Let my man live. Let him do him. Let him do his thing. I just want to call. Uh, me and my buddies were listening to the pod the other day, and uh, I was introducing you to them, and they were very intrigued by the term stick man. Yes. And I was trying to, I was doing my best to explain to them what a stick man is, and we were playing some 2K. We were playing, you know, uh, you know, watching the NBA. And I was just wanted to ask you, if you could give, I don't want to put you on the spot, if you could give a starting five mm. for stick men. Mm. Because we were talking, and I was talking shit with some of my boys, mm. and I was sticking up for Dr. J, and they were talking about Will Chamberlain. Mm. And I just wanted to know, you know, if you, if you had a top five, if you mm. had, you know, uh, uh, a starting five. Very, very valid, very, very good question. Um, I'll say this. Uh, Dr. J is is a very underrated coxman, uh, stick man. Uh, obviously, uh, Wilt Chamberlain when he, he he I think he over exaggerated the the twenty thousand women he said he was with because mathematically mm-hmm. they said that was impossible even for some of some of the great coxmen. Um, so uh, let's go with uh, basketball players. I'll try to give my top five basketball players. Um, I will say this, okay? Um, the great Dr. J, yes, uh, he's going to be the small forward. Um, uh, uh, then we're going to have, uh, Dominique Wilkins. We're going to have him at the, at the two guard, although he's a small forward. Uh, he, that's he, what I'm talking about. Yeah. He's got to, he's got to shift positions because doc, uh, is, is, is always going to be first, uh, you know, to play the, the three. Um, obviously we're going to put Wilt as a, uh, 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 the center. Um, we need a point guard now. Um, mm-hmm. I, I was thinking Magic Johnson because, boom. you know, before he got HIV, Obviously. We both know he was laying it down. Yes, good, good point. So, so I would say Magic Johnson for sure, and then, and and then, there, who are some of the guys in the NBA now? Because there's great coxmen, great young stickmen in the NBA now. Uh, in the '90s, you had great, great, m- m- fantastic coxmen. So I, I'm trying to think of who that fifth man would be. Um, who has? Well, and, and we were we were talking about it a lot too. And something we were talking about was you look at a lot of the great guys in the NBA now. I mean, you know, Kobe just retired. He got married early. LeBron got married early. Yes. He's got kids who are like ten. Yes. And, you know, shit. He's like thirty. You know, yeah. some like I don't fact check. No. But um, why you know, would you? So we're looking at the greats right now. But, you know, I think part of it is. The great oh, men are I, doing it under the radar. I, absolutely. I, I have to say, I got the answer, and this is a great. Power forward for this team, um, Sean Kemp. Um, who's, That's a great one. Sean Kemp, who 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 was the reason why I got a vasectomy. Okay, <laughs> I, I'll give you a quick story. I was uh, when I was single. I was with a young lady in Chicago. Beautiful young uh, girl, Spanish, uh, fantastic. We were uh, intimate, and and while we were intimate, for some reason, while the intimacy was 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 actually going on this is a true fucking story Sean Kemp popped into my mind now i love this guy i know Sean Kemp since i'm about 16 years old sweet dude i think his career was was cut short cuz i just think he was just never fully focused and it came so easy to him and and i think that you know one of the things that derailed his career was I don't know the exact number, so I don't want to throw him under the bus, but, but he, he laid it down. He laid it down. He's got multiple children, and this is a good dude, so I'm not trying to throw my man under the bus, but he's the power forward for the starting five Coxmen on the All-NBA team. All right, we got, we got Andy right here from okay. Seattle, the question. Hey, Sean, you might have to go to Michael Rappaport for the definition 
but I want to know, during your time on the team, who was the number one stick man on the Sonics? Is it that legal? Is it that legal? Is it that legal? Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know. I'm just playing. <laughs> What's the next one, Adam? Young Blood. <laughs> Young Blood was. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't Perkins. Uh, trust me, it wasn't Perkins. <laughs> <laughs> In his prime, uh, Warren Beatty set the bar so high for actors who aspire to be great, great coxmen, great stickmen. Warren Beatty, the numbers, the folklore, the rumors that still come up, even even as he's 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 heading into his eighties, the rumors about Warren Beatty, the late night stories. I mean. There's scrolls that are still being found. He put up numbers with the women that would make Leonardo DiCaprio blush. Of course, when DiCaprio, who right now is the consummate stick man in Hollywood, but uh, when DiCaprio burst onto the scene with Titanic and his fame and his looks and his disposition, apparently around 96, 97, he was on, on track to catch Warren Beatty, um, these statistics, I shouldn't be sharing them. You talk about leaks, WikiLeaks, and, and leaks to the press, and the Russia of it all. This is information that I've gotten that I could get in trouble, okay, for even discussing. And I'm doing it in a roundabout way. But we're talking about thousands of women, okay? Warren Beatty was up there with thousands of women. Gorgeous, drop dead. All shapes, sizes, and colors, but all gorgeous. He was a dime piece fiend. Okay? You know the Nas song, um, uh, the Nas verse, I'm an addict for sneakers, 20s of Buddha and bitches with beepers? He, he lived that. Okay? And it was all dime pieces. I am Rappaport Podcast. I looked at the lineup and the resume of Alex Rodriguez, and, and, and I got to say, uh, He's creeping up on Jeter's greatest stick man in Yankee history. He's now with Jennifer Lopez, which automatically you climb up the ladder of Coxman. Um, apparently, they're a couple, uh, J-Lo and A-Rod. Um, I don't know if they've had a, a moniker, but when you look at Alex Rodriguez's stats, that's talking about baseball. If you're looking at his stats as a Coxman, um, I think my man Jay Logic is right. I don't know if we're going to add this to like a full debate, how we're going to work this out here, but his resume is, it speaks for itself. Uh, uh, here we go. I mean, he's with Jennifer Lopez now, who looks as good as ever. Um, Ann Wojcicki, uh, I don't know who she is. She's some CEO, big time money chick. I don't know who she is. Demi Moore, he caught Demi Moore. Uh, Tori Wilson, model chick, uh, you know, they were, they were, they were rocking for a little while. Cameron Diaz, which makes me think that A-Rod smokes weed. 
Not saying he does it when he's playing, but uh, Cameron Diaz is a very public uh, pothead. Um, I like Cameron Diaz, but Cameron Diaz and, and A-Rod were rocking in 2010 to 2011. Uh, another model chick, Elaine Spotswood. Uh, Kate Hudson and him, they were rocking hard body out in public and all that shit. Uh, Bethany Frankel, rumored to be an item in 2009. She's got like $150 million in the bank. Cool chick, of course. Uh, Real Housewives of New York's uh, uh, Michael Jordan. The greatest housewife of all time, arguably. Um, Madonna. Uh, this other model chick named Jocelyn Morse. Another model chick named Melissa Britos. Cynthia Skirtis. I don't know who the fuck she is. The list goes on and on and on. Okay, and these are, again, these are just the ones that we know about publicly. This list has not been fact-checked, but but based on everything I know, uh, this, is a, this is a debate. This is a very, very reasonable, arguable debate whether or not A-Rod might be catching up to Jeter as far as greatest coxman that the Yankees have ever seen. Mickey Mantle apparently was great. Reggie Jackson in the 70s, fantastic stickman for the Yankees. And, of course, the great Joe DiMaggio, um, did it quietly. This is uh, in his prime, married uh, Marilyn uh, Monroe. Um, but I don't think anybody beats Jeter uh, unless we're talking about A-Rod. I am Podcast. Jim Nance is going to be like, we know what you did. You know Tony Romo was going to make a mistake, but not everybody's doing that shit. They're carting this guy around like, like he, he, he was the reason for world peace. He is this week's famous white person with no lips. That's the respect we give you. Just because he he had his he had a couple of dates with some big time chicks doesn't mean you big time, Tony Romo. And somebody said, "Oh, he should be on your stickman list." I was like, "Motherfucker, are you kidding? You first of all, don't tell me who should be on the <laughs> stickman list." Number one, number two. Just because you had a couple of days in the sun with Jessica Simpson and, 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 and some other uh, country singers, that ain't no stick man list. You're supposed to do that. You're the quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, and that's all you pulled off for 14 years. I know he got married young, but you ain't no stick man. You ain't no Coxman. You ain't no Burgess yeah. Meredith. You ain't no Yo. Warren Beatty. Yeah, I don't even have you in the discussion. You're not even no Joe Willie Namath. You know what kind of damage... Joe Willie Namath did up and down Broadway and Madison Avenue during the 60s and the early 70s. Joe Willie Namath with the fur coat, that is a stick man. That is a coxman. Talk to me about Tony Romo being a coxman. Tony Tony Romo being a stick man. And Joe Namath went at Susie Colbert of ESPN. So he was doing stick man shit way up up into his 70s. What he did in New York... We're talking about world-class Coxman work. Yeah. Super Bowl for the New York Jets. The unheralded underdog New York Jets. He had the cleft chin, the nice hair, the laid-back swag, and he was throwing the rock down the field. He wasn't getting no interceptions. He's out there playing. He's playing with like a a fucking, uh, like a a soft-ass T-shirt as a helmet. (laughs) Yeah. Joe Willie Namath, that's Coxman. This is a man yeah. who racked up numbers on the field and off the field. I am Rappaport Podcast. 
Jeremy Meeks is 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 now you know he he's part of like you know TMZ and all that stuff because he was uh, he's starting to see a, a very very wealthy twenty six year old um, heiress. She's mm. a British heiress. Claire, Chloe Green is her name, and and now the tabloids are following him, and and now they're 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 trying to shame him, and and once again. It all comes down to can a stick man stick? This yes. guy should be plugging every single thing that's moving. Yeah, because he should be in jail if his life would have went the way he was fucking, the way he was working it. So, yo, enjoy yourself. It's unlikely you got here. Get all you can. Do your job. Do no harm. And let a stick man stick. Let a stick man stick. Can a stick man stick? Can a skeeter skeet? Yes. Okay? You're just mad because you're not fucking. Stop writing these little bullshit articles. Stop trying to shame my man and let yeah. this man do his thing. This is yep. a pretty boy known as the hot convict. He's now a professional male model. Let him get it popping. I am Rappaport Podcast. Biters are going to bite. They always have. <laughs> they always bite. They always very flattering it's very flattering right we, we don't get offended by it right um I, I yeah i agree it's it's very flattering right there's a new line of uh boston red sox uh shirts uh and one of these guys i don't know anything about baseball it, it's funny that it's a boston red sock but uh, uh the boston red sox put out the uh, majestic navy Little League World Series Players Weekend Authentic Jerseys with their nicknames on the back. I guess this pitcher on the Red Sox, number 41, Chris Sale, his nickname is Stickman. I'm going to tell you something right now, Duke. So so these jerseys have their nicknames on the back. And, and this guy, Chris Sale, who I guess is a really good pitcher. Right. We don't really do baseball over here. I don't care what you is. <laughs> yeah. First of all, one of the first one of the first things to assure you're not a stick man is if you call yourself a stick man. Yeah, yeah. You understand that? If you go around saying you're a stick man, right there you're not a stick not, man. Yeah. Stick men move in silence. Real stick men do real things. Mm. Can a stick man stick? Word. You know where that came from, Chris Sale. Why are you biting, man? Why are you biting? Right. Come up with another name. <laughs> right, right. Your so, name is Chris Sale. I could come up with another nickname for you right now. You ain't no stick, man, dude. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I break down the rules and regulations of what stick men are in my book. This book has balls. There's an entire chapter describing first-generation stick men, first-team <laughs> Hall of Famers, Second team Hall of Famers in the first ever part one stick man breakdown of all time. It's in my book coming out. Of course I'm doing an audio book. Mm. Of course I'm doing an audio book. Got to. This book has balls, sports rants from the MVP of Talking Trash. Of course I break down the stick man culture in the book. Shit. Rule number one of being a stick man, you don't talk about what you're doing. Nope. Stickmanology. You don't do certain shit, B. You don't play yourself, Chris Sale. That's some sucker shit. Yes. 
Yeah. We're on to you. He's in Boston. He probably listens to the, the Bill Simmons podcast. I know he must not listen to the Iron Rapport Stereo podcast. Otherwise, he wouldn't be calling himself and claiming Stickman. Yeah. Kill that noise, man. Kill that fucking noise. Yeah. No one was talking that Stickman shit. No one. No one was talking that Stickman shit. Antonio Cromarty oh. has had, has had, he's had a vasectomy. Wait, right? wait, 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 wait. You, you can't just <laughs> jump into him. Go, go, I'll let you set it up. You go ahead, because this is a guy that we've talked about, Antonio Cromarty. He's a football player. I think yes. he's actually retired now, although he didn't technically retire. He's had 12 kids all no. together bef- before, no. before the vasectomy. No, no. You're, I know it's hard to keep track. And neither one of us are mathematical geniuses. He had three kids post vasectomy. This is when we've talked about the great stickman. Obviously, Bur- Burgess Meredith, um, Derek Jeter, so on. Dominique Wilkins, uh, of course, DiCaprio. We, 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 a Rod may or may not be on that list. Who knows? We've talked about it all in the past. But the stickman culture is brought to you by the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. We brought that to the mainstream. Period. There's, there's no argument in that. Yep. Antonio Cromarty, who had a, had a good run with the, with the Jets, played for the Colts, you know, and I, and I think he's retired. He had a good, good, good team. I mean, good, good, good career. Not a great, great career, yep. but a very good career. Nothing to scoff at. He just had his 14th kid, the sixth with his current wife. He has eight by, I believe, six other women. Do not fact check me. Do not quote me on this because this is a lot of math that I can't keep up with. The gentleman just had his third kid post vasectomy. Look in the sky. <laughs> it's a bird. It's a plane. It's super sperm. The man has super sperm. Yeah, nothing can hold him back. No, no doctor's scalpel. No, no scalpel, no nothing. Now, New listeners, this might be first time you're hearing this. Old listeners who've been rocking with the Iron Rapport Stereo podcast, you know that I had a vasectomy about, I think it was eight, nine years ago. Okay? I shoot that good, good puppy water every day, all day. Okay? I'm skeet, 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 skeet. That nice, clean puppy water. That's right. Okay? I never broke the levees, not one time. Antonio Cromartie broke the levees post-vasectomy, not once, not twice, but three motherfucking times. Damn. Damn. He's up to 14 now, or 15. Damn. 14 kids. Yo, my man. Yo, if there's ever a question on how to procreate, if there's ever, like, if, if the planet is under siege and we need to repopulate this shit, Antonio Cromartie is guy number one, two, three, and four. He's unstoppable. Yeah. Yes. His fuck yes. style should be putting- is buck wild. <laughs> like, when we say your fuck style is buck wild, this dude right here, he's the real, he's the real deal. He's cut from another kind of cloth. He broke down yes. the levees three times. I want to salute him. I want to salute his wife. They seem to be happily married. He has a new reality show coming out, as he should. You got to keep that money coming in, Antonio Cromartie. 
fuck with you since Hell you were yeah. a jet. Sugar Hill Gang said, um, he may be very sexy or even cute, but he looks like a sucker in a blue and red suit. This is quoting the great uh, Big Bang Hank from Sugar Hill Gang. I said, you need a man who's got finesse and his whole name across his chest. He may be able to fly all through the night, but can he rock a party to the early light? He can satisfy you with his little worm. But then the great Big Bang Hank said, but can he bust you out with his super sperm? Antonio Cromartie, the lyrics to Rapper's Delight never rang so true. I want to congratulate you and your family on your 14th kid Keep that money coming in, my man. Healthy, prosperous family. Health to all those kids and your wife. I I have to implore you, though, now, my man. You need to get your shit duct taped down. (laughs) it's, It's time now to go out to pasture and wrap it up. Let the young shooters shoot. You've done all you can do. Your work is... You have nothing more to prove, Duke. We know... That your fuck style is mean. Put him in the Hall of Fame. <sighs> uh, put, just put him in NFL Hall of Fame. Just not for his play, but for his uh, stick work. The, the crazy thing about Cromartie having his 14th kid is that it's been a fantastic year in sports. You can argue that Tom Brady's Super Bowl comeback versus the Falcons, that was 2017. You could say Kevin Durant and, 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 and the Golden State Warriors... Sports Illustrated um, has got to be starting to think about Sportsman of the Year. But I, I, I really implore Sports Illustrated, who I've had a subscription to since 1977, please consider putting the great Antonio Cromartie on the cover come the last week of December, first week of January, as the Sportsman of the Year for all his accomplishments that he's done off the field. The man is fantastic. Yeah. Stick man of the year issue. We lost one of the great business minds. Totally original, unique. Many people would consider your favorite stick man's favorite stick man. Yeah. The great Hugh Hefner passed away. Um, What can I say? Yeah. We could state the obvious... The guy, consummate stick man. Oh, man. He created, he, he sort of created the business mold of the stick man lifestyle. Created Playboy yeah. magazine, made billions off of it. Fantastic partier. Fantastic coxman. Yeah. One of a kind stick man, bachelor, yeah. Playboy, extraordinaire. Hugh Hefner, the great Hugh Hefner, and, and and the crazy thing about it is you 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 know we can, you know imagine all the things he did and the parties and the movie nights with all the Playboy bunnies for years, yeah, and decades. how he how he how he brought other stickmen under his wing. He saw the greatness of a young Jack Nicholson. He had yeah. him at the parties. Yep. He saw the greatness of a young Warren Beatty. He said, "Come mm. with me." He wasn't cock blocking other great. Young stickman? Nope. Which is the sign of a great stickman. He was skeeting for decades. Decades. Lived a great life. <laughs> of course, you know, he, he, he bred other stickmen. He, he didn't keep it all to himself. He saw the yeah. greatness in other potential 
Stickmen, other great coxmen, and he let them skeet. Yeah. Skeet, 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 skeet. <laughs> so you yep. Hefner passed away. Again, your favorite stick man's favorite nope. stick man. He's not a first ballot Hall of Fame. He don't he just go right in. There's no wait period. No, no, no. You know what? He's not he, he like matter of fact, the stick man Hall of Fame should be named after him. When you think yeah. about it, he, he he's in a different level because he created a whole lifestyle. Yeah. He originated, so he has a building named after him. Yeah, yeah. He's beyond just a guy that could be ranked and, yeah. and, and broken down. The, 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 the guy, he's part of the culture, the fabric of everything good, everything special. Respectful. Everything yeah. respectful. That's yeah. right, G. Monetti. Everything respectful about a great stick man. Listen, anybody could be an irresponsible, degenerate scumbag. <laughs> That's not what a stick man is. A stick yep. man does it with class. A stick man does it with a certain je ne sais quoi. Yeah. And and, and Hugh Hefner, he's one of the best. I am Rappaport Podcast. We got a new stick man we got to acknowledge. Oh, shit. Who this? Who is this? Billy Joel. Oh, for real? You got you to prove that to me, bro. He's in a New York state of mind. Obviously, Billy Joel needs no introduction. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Countless hit after countless hit. 68 years old. And his wife, who's 31 years old, are expecting a baby. Billy Joel has an ill fuck style. Oh. Billy Joel, of course, you know, he was with Christy Brinkley. His wife's 31. What can I say, man? How old is he? 61? 68. Straight skeeting. Damn. Damn. So he going to be there. Yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> I, I don't get it. For, I'm sorry. His wife is 35. I do not get why anybody at 68 wanna ha- wants to have kids. Kids yeah. are great. I have my two kids. Gerald has a daughter, beautiful daughter. But at 68, I could not even imagine... Having that kind of energy and, and and inclination to raise kids. Right. Oh, these motherfuckers ain't raising no kids. They passing them off to the nannies and all that. You they doing they still jet setting around the world. It ain't like they doing or uh, going to the laundromat with these motherfuckers. No. Uh-huh. <laughs> this guy, it it, it it will it will be like he'll see her when she's uh, the kid when she's 15. <laughs> but but the skeet game is insane. I, yeah, yeah, that's separate. You got to give him that just for the fact that he could do that and still knock it out of the park, a la Tony Randall. Mm. Tony Randall was the ultimate skeeter because he was 80 years of age mm. having a child. So Tony Randall is unmatched, and uh, Billy Joe is a, is a uh, second. And, of course, we can't, we can't uh, forget about the great Mick Jagger, who's, who's bout it, bout it, too. Oh, I yes, guarantee yes. you before Mick Jagger dies, he'll have another kid. Because he just had a yeah. kid last year. We gave Stickman alert. Like, listen, we talk this Stickman shit a lot. And, 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 and I feel bad because I, I, I've mentioned Mick Jagger. But this is a guy who laid it down. Yo, Mick Jagger and the Rolling Stones. But Mick Jagger was the front man. He laid it down since like 1966. Yeah. 
in the wild 60s, the wild 70s, the yeah. 80s, the 90s, and he just had another kid. Yo, Mick Jagger is bout it, bout it also, man. Yeah. Yeah. He got he he gets an award. There's no, it's not up for a nomination. He's just been tabbed. You know, we don't nominate motherfuckers. We we tab him. He's a stick man. That's it. <laughs> Period. That's it. That's yep. it. There, there, there's no like we need to like have the building. The building is named after Hugh Hefner. Like, like we right. gotta go over, like, we gotta get a map because there's buildings and then we're gonna start giving um wings, start giving entire floors. Yeah. And then, you know, other people are going to get other buildings made. Now, back to the NBA for a second. Clay Thompson, we listen, I'm plugged into what's going on in the world. I know people that know people. And 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 I'll say it, I'll say it in real short, quick. There's a difference between there's a difference between being a, a stick man and an irresponsible fuck. Okay, anybody yeah. could use their fame and their celebrity or their, their gift for gab to get women. But if you do it like the great Derek Jeter, the greats, William, Warren Beatty, Leonardo DiCaprio, you, you know who they are. You do it with a certain class. Clay Thompson is out there in the Bay Area. He is a stick man on the rise. Mm-hmm. Yo, and he's doing it under the radar. Why? What you you've heard things? You've I've seen? heard things, man. He's out there doing his thing, like he's putting up Jeter numbers on the low, right? right. And that's the key on the low. <laughs> and and you know and you like you you know like the phrase "stick and move, stick and move." Biggie Biggie said it. Boxing uh-huh. coaches say it. Stick and move. Stick man, stick and move. Clay Thompson and- is out there sticking and moving, sticking and moving. He got the nice curly hair. You don't ever hear him talk. You never see his workout videos. You never see him in the gym. You know he does his, his you know he puts his hours in the gym. He's cracking asses. And then he's out on the on the out on the town doing the damn thing. With class. He's not in the police blotters. No. You know, like my like my man, that that eliminates you from ever being a stick man if you make any police blotter and and uh doing anything uh uh fucked up to a to a lady or let me add on to that he's not getting robbed like my man Derek Williams uh, uh like nobody's going up into Clay Williams crib or his hotel um and then while he's sleep stealing his jewelry Stealing his yeah. sneakers and all that old sucker shit. They they, they <laughs> treat him with respect because he treats the ladies with respect. He knows, and 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 even if not to say that Derek Williams deserved that because he didn't. Let me rephrase that. Let me let me uh, pontificate upon that. <laughs> he know it's just like a dog sniffing out another dog. Like he knows the type of ladies to rock with. Right, right. He's not messing with skeezers. That's why. That's why Clay Thompson is on his way to stickman greatness. All right, what can I say? That was the best of the Stickman, Volume 1. My name is Michael Rappaport, G. Moody, last name rhymes with duty, the best podcast in the business, the best podcast producers in the world, the Dust Brothers, Miles Davis, Jordan Winter. I hope you loved learning, loving, and the lecturing of all things Stickman as much as we like breaking it down. Tell a friend to tell a friend. This podcast will soon be in the Smithsonian. See, I am Rapport Stereo Podcast. Keep on sticking.